0: hey everybody and welcome back in to Locked On Bama. Bama. Luke Robinson that's me Jimmy Stein that's him Jimmy how are you today
1: Good eh and uh, regardless of when things get back to normal or one day closer to it
0: that is true but of course we're also no matter when we die one one day closer to that so I mean glass <laughs> half empty glass half full
1: another so in, um, in other words situation normal.
0: So, we, uh, I'm I'm in the car today, so that's why it sounds like I'm in a wind tunnel, I'm sure. But um, Jimmy and I want to finish our draft by drafting the defensive side of the ball, the all-saving draft. Um, we're going to put a poll out to see which team people think would win. And um, we put this – the offense is on Crimson Country Club. And I would say people were rather divided. Like, one of our trusted buddies that knows football yep. as well as anybody – he thought my team would clearly win so far. And then a couple other folks chimed in and said, no, I'm, I'm with Team Jimmy. And then one or two others came in and said, no, I
1: think Team Luke's got it. So I think the defense is going to be the tiebreaker here. Well, it'll be fun to put it on Twitter and uh, and open it up to everybody. And uh, in addition to the voting, I'm just interested in reading the comments. And comments can include who we left off the team, who's left off these teams, that we may have aired, uh, someone's going to say, particularly when it comes to defense, because believe it or not, I think there's more candidates on defense than there is is, is even on offense. So uh, I'm looking forward to not just the but uh, but the comments from those that uh, listen to podcasts and have an opinion.
0: No, I'm I'm right there with you. A um, couple of other things, uh, just really quickly before we get into the defensive draft, uh, Jordan Bruner. Uh, is apparently down to three teams and essentially two with Alabama and Baylor. Um, and there have been some folks that not Alabama connected that have predicted he will go to Alabama. And if he were to, uh, transfer from Yale to Alabama as a graduate transfer, man, all of a sudden we got us one hell of a ball club for next year.
1: I think so I mean I'm more knocked out in, in terms of impressed by the depth again I guess it's easy to be when you just played a season with like seven or eight guys at times I'm I'm thrilled to potentially have a season where we have 13 uh that that in and of itself is great uh by taking Bruner will be at least one over based on projections. so that means the attrition's not done with and uh yeah. I mean, I'm, uh, I'm excited about the death. I'm excited about every single kid that they brought in, in terms of, uh, upside potential. I'm excited about all of them. I'll just still say that losing Kyra and Petty is going to be more problematic than our most optimistic fans will see. Uh, I'm not sure you, you replace guys that are, are, are sort of professionally ready, uh, with new guys, but, but, uh, the good is definitely outweighing the bad, and Alabama's basketball program is on the uptick. I have no doubt to that.
0: Now, I agree with you about the professional ready part, except today's professional ready is different than yes. 15 years ago professional ready. And also, Correct. you know, for, for all the positives for both Kyra and Petty, um, there's a bunch of stuff they need to work on. It's just that mm-hmm. they may get to work on it while they're getting paid now. It's not right. like they're going into the league and I feel like uh, Kyra's going to have even the kind of impact Colin Sexton did. Sexton right. was a really nice rookie, but he wasn't great. I would, now he's, he well, before the coronavirus, he was playing great. I mean, he was playing as well as anybody in the league, but right. it took him a little while. And Kyra's actually younger than him. So, um, yeah, I feel like that's going to be, that's gonna be interesting. Um, but I don't think it's gonna be yes, I don't wanna discount the loss because it is a loss. I also don't want to overplay the hand. Um, but I think you've got a good point there. So all right, Jimmy, there's pretty much oh, nothing. One news else one out news item.
1: Right hey, one news item about Petty, because me and you have been highly critical of his decision to to come out if he sticks and says he's coming out, which we both believe he is anyway. and and we've been insisting it's a bad decision this little blurb doesn't change my mind I still think it's a bad decision I think Petty should have stayed in school graduated and worked on his weaknesses and 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 improve his way into the NBA draft next year that's what I believe he should do uh but I just want to throw this out there because we've been critical but ESPN which is certainly has some credibility to their name ESPN uh In their mock draft that was released yesterday, Petty was actually selected at number 54, which is very, very late in the second round. Uh, If Petty is drafted in the second round, I will relent and say he made the right decision for himself, even though one half of second round picks do not make the team, uh, do not make the active roster. uh, I will admit if Petty is selected, okay, you made the right decision, but just because ESPN puts you in the mock doesn't mean he's actually going to go 54th.
0: Yeah. And I, first of all, I don't think he's going to be drafted. Um, Secondly, um, I don't think it's it's certainly not a foregone conclusion. He's gone. I do believe he probably is. um, But I think that there's certainly an an opportunity for him to come back and a chance for him to come back. So, um, all right, Jimmy, let's go ahead and take a break. And when we come back, we will get into this defensive draft. All right Jimmy, so on the draft for the offense, you went first. Right. So I'm going to go first this time. You got the better end of that deal by the way.
1: <laughs> you think so? Well, cuz Tua Yeah, because of Tua. Because yeah, of because Tua, of Tua. I mean there's there's yeah.
0: there's no clear defense guy. To take, that's true. in my opinion. I mean, there that's was a true. clear offensive that's guy to take. Right? All true. All right. Well, without further ado, even though I believe I want to really have a strong defensive line because I think one of the uh, maybe your weakness is your offensive line and that's really, you know, that's I'm just saying it's all relative. But yep. your weakness compared to your other positions is your offensive line. I'm right. going to go right. with Rolando McClain as the number one pick.
1: Fascinating. Fascinating I mean, I don't stuff.
0: Think there's, been a, there's not been a linebacker that knows the defense and that had as much control of the defense as he did, right?
1: Agreed. Agreed. Okay uh and, and it's a so great where, pick where do and you go we've never had a better leader we've never had a better leader um I'll tell you what I'm going to do I'm going to change course a little bit of what I planned um because a it's a great pick and b it surprised me a little bit I expected you to go defensive line um I'm going to take with my uh two picks uh, fellow fellow linebackers uh CJ Mosley and Dante Hattauer.
0: Yeah, those those are strong. Those are definitely strong. Um, and I like what you did there, but I, I I'm sort of digging I'm sort of digging that because what you've done now
1: mm-hmm. I've is left the defensive left line a alone. Of
0: guys, yeah, you've left the defensive line alone, and boy, all of a sudden I'm like, wow, i I've, I've got so many good defensive linemen to choose from. I don't even know where to go, but <laughs> I do think I know where I want to go. And I'm going to go with Marcel Darius and Quentin Williams.
1: Oh, nice. Man, they would be fantastic on the same team.
0: Oh, can you imagine?
1: I am going to follow in your lead and track those picks with defensive linemen. And I am going to go Jonathan Allen and... Jaron Reed.
0: Wow. Reed. Okay. Wow. Yep. All right. I I did the, the Jonathan Allen. I got. I did not see the Jaron Reed pick You know, coming.
1: I'm I'm violating my own rule a little bit because my rule, and I'm adamant about this all the time on all sorts of all star teams, all decade teams, all saving teams. I think it should all be predicated on what they did at Alabama and 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 sort of ignore oh, what happened in the nfl yet i think jaron reed's time in the nfl has proven how good he was at alabama if that makes sense i mean I, I think reed might be one of our more underappreciated guys even though he was taken high in the second round but he's had a really wow. good NFL career you know really good really good NFL career uh so anyway, yeah, but that, that's that's why I picked Jonathan Allen, Jaron Reed to go along with uh Mosley and Hightower.
0: Man, I I'm telling you, I'm I'm trying to read the room here because <laughs> I have a couple of places I want to go and it's all about strategy. Um and I'll tell you what my strategy was for drafting this team on especially on defense a little bit later, but um all right, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna. All right. Here's the deal. You have two at so you're not gonna make many mistakes. But when you do make a gamble and it does cost you, I want to be able to capitalize that as well as anybody can. So in that regard, I'm going Minka Fitzpatrick and Eddie Jackson. Two guys. Two guys who, when they when they get the hands on the ball, they're gonna take it to the house. And they just made a. I mean, Minka had what? Um, he, I mean, how many returns he had? At least three interception return touchdowns. Because I remember one in Arkansas, one, uh, two against AM, and and he had a block punt against Georgia. I mean, he's just the kind of guy that if he gets his hands on the ball, he, he's a threat, and we know what Eddie Jackson can do.
1: Yeah, uh, and, and, and to your point, uh, when Tua makes mistakes, and that's rare, but when he does make mistakes, I, I have noticed over the years that uh, – his mistake throws, the ones he wants back like it's a yo-yo string and he can pull it back on a string, but he just can't because the ball's already gone, those mistakes tend to be yeah. in the middle of the field. I, I think safeties that uh, make that are playmakers in the middle of the field are guys that, that take advantage of Tua more so than cornerbacks because Tua doesn't leave too many balls under. Usually when a cornerback makes a pick, it's because of a pressure or a poorly under-thrown ball. Uh, I think two is more likely to not see uh, hidden safeties on the backside. So, uh, so yeah. Um, I think I am going, you just went DB and Eddie and Minka are just fantastic. I'm going to go Landon Collins. And I'm also going to pick Duron Payne.
0: Okay. Landon
1: Collins,
0: Deron Payne. No, I like those two picks. Um, That gives you a really formidable uh, defensive line for sure with Jonathan Allen, Jaron Reed, and Deron Payne. That's a lot of strength that you have um, up front. And I think that's probably what you'd want to combat the team that I've drafted. Um, Now, having said that, I want a lot of quickness and I want a lot of – I want a lot of guys that that can play well in coverage as well, uh, and that can be, um, you know, that I can move around, and, and I also want to put a lot of pressure on you quickly, very quickly. So having said that, I'm going with Rashawn Evans and Tim Williams.
1: Oh, <laughs> you know, I, mean, I was just thinking in my head about, believe it or not, it sounds crazy almost, but. If there is a weakness in terms of depth of defensive stars at Alabama under Saban, it's sort of been the outside pass rushers. There there hasn't been a ton of great ones uh, under Saban. There's certainly been good players, and the two you mentioned were really good. Tim Williams, again, with the NFL thing, the NFL thing can sort of make it look like uh, he wasn't that great. People forget Tim Williams' senior year, he was basically unblockable. We couldn't even practice because he was so disruptive. And, of course, Rashawn Evans is having a good NFL career um, and and was a really good player at Alabama. But, uh, yeah, good picks for sure. Certainly going to leave the cupboard uh, a little bare outside. Um, Staying in line with players who were, you know, better at Alabama than maybe the NFL, I'm going to go – Courtney Upshaw. Yeah. And Mark Barron.
0: Yeah. You know what? You, you had to go, I was going to take Barron in next if you left him out there. Um, I think you had to go there and you also had to go Upshaw because you've got nobody, you've got nothing but interior linemen yep. right now and Upshaw can be that guy. So, right. yeah, I think you had to go that route. Um, Okay. Uh, boy, I've I've got some controversy here that I'm 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 wondering. Well, I've gotta take this guy now. I've gotta get him off the board. I can't leave him out there just in case and that's gonna be Reuben Foster. Oh, oh, nice. I mean, all of a sudden, all of a sudden I've got Reuben nice. Foster and Rolando McLean. Uh that's a pretty strong duo at linebacker.
1: Well, mean, my, my, my running back, Derrick Henry, is going to find the goings a little tougher in the middle of the field now.
0: Yeah, and I'm going to make it even worse for you because I'm going to take Reggie Ragland as well. I've got to uh, have three linebackers, sorry. and yeah. I think having Reggie, Reuben, and Rolando, and here's the thing. I think all three of those guys, I mean, Reggie, could you, I mean, he's not great. He wasn't great in coverage, but he was good enough. Good the, I think all all three of those guys could move and play outside if they needed to as well. So that's what I like about that. So um, right now, just reviewing the team, I have Marcel Darius, Tim Williams, Quinnan Williams, and Rashawn Evans, Rolando McClain, Reggie Ragland, Reuben Foster, Eddie Jackson, and Minka. You have yep. Jonathan Allen, Courtney Upshaw, Deron Payne, Jaron Reed, C.J. Mosley, Dante Hightower, Landon Collins, and Mark Barron.
1: Have you noticed that outside of Minka, outside of Minka, who can play any position in the secondary, neither one of us, we're down the very end, really, and neither one of us have drafted a cornerback. None of us have.
0: A true corner, you're right. A yeah, true corner, we have. I thought it. about that.
1: Because, again, it's a spot that's been weird under Nick. We've produced some first-round picks, and we've produced a lot of good players, but uh, we've yet to produce a cornerback that's just been a consistent NFL All-Pro. You know, that guy that was the three-and-done All-American and then became an NFL All-Pro like we've had at some other spots uh, hadn't really happened at cornerback, although there's been several good ones. But I do need – I'm going to take one more. I, I got one more front seven guy to choose. I'm going to start there because the picking has got slim, but I love this guy. He's been a good NFL player, but was such a really good senior year at Alabama and a leader, Ryan Anderson.
0: Yeah. I, I thought take... about him earlier, but you you need him.
1: I need a locker room. <laughs> yeah. I need, I need that alpha dog in my locker room. And, uh, and I'll start with a corner. Uh, I'm going a Dre Kirkpatrick.
0: Yeah, okay. I can see that. I dig it.
1: And now you just have um, two the left. Thing
0: about this, no, I've only got one left.
1: One left. And then I got one left. We both no, have one you have left.
0: none left. No, you're done. You just added two. You had nine. You added two. Your team again, Courtney Updog, Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne, Ryan Anderson, and Jaron Reed. Uh, that's you got five guys up front, and I'm not even going to be running the ball much.
1: I'm no, and then to uh, CJ line. and Dante Hottower, so that's seven.
0: C.J. and Dante. Okay, that's right. Well, I mean, you, you still you got a front seven. Then you got um Landon Collins, Drake, Mark Barron. Wait, a yeah. minute. where who are you? You have somebody else missing.
1: Yeah, so saying I got one more. I got one more. Do
0: you? Right that doesn't make sense. It didn't – our snake draft didn't work well then. I don't know how this worked. All right, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. You have Landon Collins, Drake. Yeah, I guess you do have one more. Why do you have one more pick? It doesn't make sense. I don't know. Are you done? <laughs>
1: no, you I'm not You done. got two more. You got two more, and I do got I? one more.
0: All right, I've got Darius yeah, got... Williams, Quinn. I got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Okay, I do have two more. You're right. My I got bad.
1: two more, and I got one more. Right? Ooh,
0: I've got two more. I dig the hell out of that. Okay.
1: Well, make sure you got all well,
0: the positions covered. Yeah, I, I know. That's the other thing is I think I've got <laughs> to. Uh, you're going to have to go with a defensive back, and I'm going to have to go with corner.
1: Okay. Well, then go I'm go about to whip corner. your
0: ass. Here's where <laughs> I whip your ass because I'm going. I'm. Oh, God, I want to. I don't know that. I don't know that I can switch it up if I do it this. Yeah, I can. Yeah, I can. I'm gonna go Haha Clinton Dix and Javi Arenas as my wild card and glue right. guy. So I've got so my really defensive you're, backfield now.
1: Yep. Is Fitzpatrick and Arenas at corner? Yep. Eddie Jackson Haha and Eddie and Jackson. Haha and Eddie Jackson. I got two who, playmakers. Who, who, no doubt. Uh, and I have the final corner. Here, here's, here's, I'll just say in terms of the, the names that are coming to mind for me, well, i tell you who's a really good corner. I'm not going to choose him. I'm not going to choose him. i tell you who's a really good corner that on the field at Alabama might have been the best one in his senior season was Cyrus Jones. Cyrus Jones had a great I, senior season at cornerback. He was as good as there was, but he had a rough start he had a rough start at corner and hasn't been an NFL stalwart. So I think people that uh, look at the poll won't respect the pick as much, but I'm just saying a senior year. Here's where I'm stuck. My, my last guy needs to be a cornerback because I have two safeties in one corner and Kirkpatrick. So I, I got to pick a corner last. And it gets back to what I always talk about, Luke. I mean, in terms of are we picking the best player or are we picking what they did at Alabama? Because if I'm picking at what they did at Alabama, I'm probably gonna go D Milner for that last corner spot because he was so good at Alabama yeah. that he was a top 10 pick in the NFL draft. That's how good Milner was at Alabama. But in the NFL, I mean now I know it's injuries, but you can you can use the word bust. To describe what he did in the NFL. I mean, I agree. Another kid kid who at Alabama was good, but we fans didn't anoint him as one of the best all time, but who's gone to the NFL and made about $140 million is Kareem Jackson. So I had him down too. You're right. So do you take no His career. Yeah.
0: His career at Alabama was not. Stellar, but it was, and you know what? What I almost picked him because he was the first guy to commit to Nick Saban when Saban came to Alabama.
1: That's right. And boy, so, and, and, and we, we took him from Vanderbilt, by the way. He was going to go to Vandy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, you know, and, and, and I think now if you ask any fan of football, who's better, Kareem Jackson or D. Milner? Every football fan on the planet will tell you Kareem Jackson. Ask Alabama fans, they'll probably tell you D. Milner. But that's right. So, and since it's Alabama fans, and since I insist on, okay, it's what happened at Alabama, I'm choosing as the final player, D. Milner, uh, and I hate leaving Kareem Jackson off the board because he's proven in the NFL good he was. And maybe one of the reasons that we didn't notice him at Alabama so much is because nobody ever threw at him because he had his guy totally covered all the time. Well, I'll tell you, I kind of,
0: I thought you were going to go Cyrus Jones. I really did.
1: I well, um, was so I'm so a little good. shocked by that. Yep. We left off Kareem and Cyrus and countless others that I hope our podcast fans and Twitter fans will uh, chime in and say, you idiots, you left out this guy and this guy and this guy. But be sure also to vote or tell us in terms of, uh, you'll know Luke's lineup on offense and defense, my lineup on offense and defense, and, and uh, we'll settle it like they used to in college football. Everybody votes. I'm with
0: you on that. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, we're gonna review our two teams and have some closing comments. So Jimmy, okay. Look, you started this whole thing off with a bang by taking Tua, obviously. Um recency bias, even though AJ's pretty close uh to to win Tua with Obama. Um He's probably gonna and the fact that Tua just when he slings it all over the field, I mean there's nobody better. The thing I think I'm going to ask people to – if I'm sitting here and going to uh, try to present my argument for my team, I'm going to say, look, A.J. McCarron I think has the record at Alabama for most consecutive passes without an interception, right?
1: True. I think that's right.
0: Um, He only had like three interceptions his senior year.
1: Unless Um, Jalen broke it. Jalen might have broken it, but I don't know that.
0: Yeah, Jalen might have broken it,
1: but it doesn't count when you
0: overthrow everybody. <laughs>
1: <laughs> as long as you don't overthrow um, it to the other team. That's
0: right. So, but you, you know, the thing about AJ um, versus Tua, AJ, went, I mean, he essentially had a 3 peak in his pocket and put the team in position to beat Auburn at Auburn in 2013 and you know, for whatever reason, the a kick six, the, the good Lord allowed a kick six to happen. So while AJ does not have the same talent as Tua, that's indisputable. AJ's never really had an injury and AJ is still in the probes. So something should be said for that. Um, and I don't care who Tua marries. She won't be as fine as what AJ married. Now, <laughs> uh, running back wise, I've, I think you have a decided advantage. There's no doubt. Derrick Henry is the best running back in Alabama history, I believe. Um, that being said, if I'm just trying to win this ball game, I'm not trying to debate you on who has the best running back. I'm just trying to win this ball game, and I want somebody like Mark Ingram, who I know picks up blitz as well, who I know uh, is great on screen plays, who I know can get you the tough yards when you need just a tough yard, um, he's probably not going to break an eighty yarder, but you know what? He's he's going to get you three yards every carry. And no what I've got on the outside, I've got Julio Amari and then Jalen Waddle. I feel like I've got you know three guys that can beat you in a litany of ways.
1: That um, receiving and then court all- is yeah. unbelievable.
0: Yeah. You know, and I I I really have this. I mean, people just I didn't just throw this together. I thought about this last night. Like, gosh, should I have picked Ruggs there? But in the end, I think I did right. I, I know Ruggs is going to be drafted in the top 12, top 13 picks coming up here shortly. But I think I did right here. I think for this team, having a, a, a receiver like Waddle would be a matchup nightmare.
1: Well, he's a matchup nightmare for everybody that plays college football. We're about to find that out this fall, hopefully. Uh, he's a matchup nightmare for everybody, no matter who. Playing an all-star team of all Saban recruits is pretty daunting. There's no.
0: It is. I mean, it would daunting. be cool if. if you, wouldn't it be cool if if somebody made a video game and you could put this team together and just let the computer play it and see what the hell happens? I mean, because I'm going to tell you, I, I mean, I did not think, I, I swear, I I didn't dream in this draft I would be able to have Orlando McLean and Ruben Foster on the same team, right. and then I was like, well, if I. If I take Rolando, there's no way I'm getting Rashawn Evans or you know, and Tim Williams. I want to get both of them, and then I get both of them, and I get them both kind of late, and I'm thinking, holy hell. I mean, all of a sudden now, I mean, I got, if I got Quinnen and um, Darius stuff in the middle with Reggie Ragland backing them up, and I've got Tim Williams and Rashawn Evans rushing the passer,
1: I feel pretty strong. Isn't it amazing that uh, when we do the draft, it's not like any none of us selected any player that wasn't great. All 22 guys, all 44 players taken in this draft are fantastic football players, no doubt about it. But uh, when it comes to the outside linebackers and the cornerbacks, uh, let's just say the pickings are more slim in those spots than everywhere yeah. else, and that's 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 interesting for for our fans to to follow along. Um, you know, I, I was sort of unintentionally inconsistent, but, but one of the reasons I so quickly went with C.J. Mosley and Dante Hightower, they were great, great players at Alabama and even, uh, even All-American types. But, uh, but what they've done, uh, you know, in the NFL is, is extremely impressive. I mean, uh, and I think in terms of recency bias and things like that, I think when, when fans look at what they've done, you know, uh, uh, professionally, it's, uh, it's impressive. You know, and, and, and I think that's, this, that's one of the reasons some people are going to look at those teams and and they're going to say, well, those guys are great players because they're great today uh, playing in a different league. But obviously, they're really good players to Alabama, too. They wouldn't have been drafted where they were.
0: Obviously, if I had drafted first on offense, I would have taken two of two. But what if you had drafted first on defense? On all, Who
1: would you have on taken? On defense? Yeah. I was actually, ironically, I, I was planning to take Marcel Darius or Jonathan Allen. Uh, I, I, those were the two I was thinking of with, it, it was going to be tougher. You know, they're kind of different guys. Jonathan Allen also, I think, was better over the course of his career at Alabama, whereas Darius was just sort of really good in 09. And then in 2010, he had an ankle injury and and wasn't quite as good on the field because of that high ankle sprain. Uh, but Darius and Jonathan Allen was because I was initially going to build the defensive line, but, you know, when you took Rolando, I thought, well, I might as well, you know, look at inside linebacker first, because, you know, if I take my defensive lineman, I could take, you know, you know, basically, I just didn't want a position to disappear on me, you know, because, because you had taken them all, but. Regardless, I know this. These are two pretty good teams. I think we ought to take our two teams and play like the best teams at Missouri and Kentucky, just so we can pick up oh, some wins. Yeah. We'd be pretty good.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean this is this is one of those teams that even like the small school hurting for a check would be like, you know what? Um, we don't need the money that bad. We're going to spend that much in medical expenses if we play (laughs) y'all.
1: Michigan State's State's already like, you know, that team we played in 2010 is better than anything you two just picked.
0: (laughs) No, that's a good point. Boy, I mean, how many players – I mean, I didn't even think about that. How many players from 2010 were on this team? I mean, Ingram was on it. Um, Julio was on it. A lot of the defenders Uh, –
1: a lot of yep. the defenders we picked and a couple of those offensive linemen, although they were young guys in like Barrett Jones uh, was a young yeah. lineman on that team. Uh, and Fluk- Fluker was a freshman starter. Fluker. Fluker was a freshman starter, but on defense, or a Matt? lot of the, a lot of the defense we just picked Darius, Ingram, Barron, uh, Kirkpatrick, Milner. Yep, That's disgusting. That was-
0: but you know, no defensive – the only defensive – well, yeah, Barron and Drake, I'm sorry.
1: Yep, Barron, and Drake, and Milner was on that team.
0: Oh, if I remember yeah, right, though, Barron
1: missed that. Even with the carnage against Michigan State, Barron missed that game because he had torn his pack against Auburn. So, uh, right. Jarek – just to show how deep we were, <coughs> Jarek Williams played it. He lost his red shirt because he played in that game. Remember, we're like, okay, we're going to replace Barron. Yep. Just goes to show how different bowls are now. Now we've got the best players on teams going, you know what? I'm not going to play in the bowl. In 2010, Fine. even not playing for a championship, our staff felt it was so important to win the game, they took the red shirt off somebody to play in it. Jerick Williams played <laughs> in, that, in that bowl game, replacing Mark Barron, and it cost him a year of eligibility, but we felt we, we needed to do it to win the game. <laughs> And it just goes to show, wow, in about eight years how much the game changed when when you went to a playoff system. It went from players blowing red shirts on bowls to the best players going, hey, you know what, I'm not even going to play in that stupid ball game.
0: Well, also, if that happened now, Jared Williams wouldn't lose his red shirt because he you can play in four games. Right. Correct. So
1: The world has changed in many ways, and that was before a global pandemic set in.
0: You know, isn't it weird Wimbledon had pandemic insurance and they've been paying 2 million a year for the last 17 years to have pandemic insurance and it paid off this year for 141 million dollars.
1: Yeah, somebody at Wimbledon's looking pretty smart about right now. So some, some some guy over there has been taking a lot of shit for a lot of years. Yeah. I hope You know, he called up him somebody. The... Good.
0: <laughs> he said suck on those uh, strawberries and cream <laughs> Frank
1: uh, he he needs to be treated to the finest whiskeys and cigars that the all england <laughs> club has to offer uh, with that decision insisting on pandemic insurance while all the other lawyers and suits in the room giggled and made fun of him like what a, look at I this guy's just pissing away our money
0: I wonder what they make I wonder what they make if you with if, if they have wimbledon what does wimbledon make do they? Do you think they make 141 million?
1: My guess is this, Luke. Uh, no, I don't think they make 141 million. But I think I'm just guessing, just from knowing the law and and sort of this. I'm guessing what that that 140 million or 150 million, whatever they got, is the complete gross economic impact to the area in terms of what you. do people spend on restaurants, what do people spend on the hotels, what do we get in TV money. What do we get in advertising? What do we get in ticket sales? What do we get in concessions? What about people eating in restaurants all over town? What about people taking cabs all over town? What is the total economic impact? And it's possible that the the terms of the insurance force Wimbledon to spread that money out to some of the affected businesses if that's what they used to total up what their actual damages were. That's a guess, but I, I really don't know it's a weird insurance policy. I've never dealt with anything like it. So I'm speaking kind of out of turn or out of, out of ignorance, but that's what I'm imagining the situation is. There's no way Wimbledon just puts that in their pocket and says, well, we made 150 million this year because I, I really doubt that that's the profit that the all England club makes each Wimbledon. That would, that would be stunning. Why would that one two week tournament have a higher profit total than like let's say Jerry Jones makes for the Dallas Cowboys because I'd be really surprised that Jerry Jones makes 140 million a year uh, from owning the Cowboys now he probably makes 50 million which is a million a week (laughs) you know but in terms of what the owners of NFL teams profit I I don't think it's that much as a matter of fact I kind of know it's not based on because I do know what a couple of owners make
0: well, Jimmy, uh, that's going to do it. We'll put these teams out there on social media and let everybody vote on them.
1: Everyone vote. Uh, we've had a lot of people die in wars for your right to do this.
0: Yeah, that's right. Exactly. Yeah, get out there and vote. You know, yeah, we're going to pass out stickers that say, I voted in the <laughs> Locked on Bama podcast. Um, all right, buddy, roll time
1: roll tide and we'll hopefully have some bama news on our next podcast in terms of commits and it's about time to get a football commit i think it's about time i think we i think we might have one coming up
0: i dig it let's let's talk about it on monday then